Jared, what's your favorite club to hit? Driver. Full sand. Welcome back to another episode of the Full Sin Podcast, the journey through the PGA Tour with our man Jared Wolf out on the Corn Ferry Tour this year and still down in the Bahamas. Jared, what's up, man? What's up? How's it going? Going great. Today is a big day. We're recording on Saturday before before the second Bahamas tournament, which is the great Abaco Classic down at the Abaco Club. And it's a big day because your Jacksonville Jaguars and my Kansas City Chiefs are, uh, are going out of here in about an hour. Yeah, I know it. Um, I, I really can't wait. It's going to be going to be pretty awesome. In fact, we're recording this just so we can make sure we have time for the game. So, just want everybody to know that, that the, our priorities are in check today. Oh, absolutely. Get this out of the way. Let me go watch the game, which will be good. Absolutely. Last week was a tremendous uh, game for Jacksonville. You didn't get to watch it live because you were in bed preparing for the tournament, but uh, I'm sure you caught the highlights, right? Yeah, I went to bed when they were down. I mean, I went to bed at halftime, and I was like, "Well, you know, at least they scored." Like that's that was a fun season. Something. Yeah, I was like, oh, that was fun. They made it to the playoffs. I mean, it's awesome. It's great. And then I woke up. I was like, no way. So I had to yeah, look at all the highlights. Yeah. And you know, I was expecting to see something like crazy or, you know, that happened. But it just was like a bunch of solid play, you know, in the second oh, half. And two different teams. Yeah, like exactly. Different on both teams. sides. I mean, yeah. L.A. just looked like they couldn't do anything, um, you know. And, and I know they had that missed, you know, missed, ex- uh, missed, missed field goal, I think. Yeah, what an extra point is missed field goal, you know, which would have made everything a lot different. I think San Diego was the same team the majority of the game. I just think that uh, Jacksonville had the mistakes in the beginning that gave them extra possessions. And, of course, you give an NFL team extra possessions, they're probably going to score. That was really the difference. You know, in the second half, didn't happen. And, of course, Trevor Lawrence played an amazing game with the team. So, right. uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan through and through. I'm a Patrick, Holmes, or Patrick Mahomes believer. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's a good game. It's going to have to take – I was I'm telling everybody, we need one quarter of Trevor Lawrence just not screwing up and not doing anything good either, like just a bunch of three and outs, but just no fumbles, no throw, no, no, no picks or anything. And then the next three quarters have the best game of his career, and then we also need Mahomes to have like a very mediocre game. Then that, I think we have a chance if we do that. Not asking for much. Not asking for much, just a unicorn, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. Well, hey, let's talk about – uh, the tournament's down in the Bahamas last week, the kickoff tournament, your first competition in several months, and probably a little rust uh, out there. What was it like last week getting the juices going again? How was the course? And uh, what 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 were your feelings after the first two rounds? Yeah, I mean, knocking off rust, I think, is an understatement of how it went. Um, you know, that's what we're going with, though. We're yeah, going with oh, rust. We're sure, just going to – For sure. No, no, lots no, of it, rust, that's all. It was, a, it was a lot of good stuff. It, it, was, it wasn't as bad as it looked. Um, that, that golf course is – is one where if you hit it, um, you hit it on the wrong hole, you hit it five yards offline, you know, you're toast. Uh, you're, you're reteeing or you hit it in the water. And, uh, you know, just kind of demoralizing the first day when it just was just, you know, compounding, compounding, you know, started out the whole, started out the day with a double bogey and, and none of those were hazard shots. Those were all just poor golf. Um, you know, and then having some chances to some short birdie putts to get it back and nothing ever happened. And then, you know, then I would go and bogey another hole. Um, so it just things kind of compounded after the first day. And then um, second day was a, a tall hill to climb to get back. And um, I just hit a couple of bad shots. And, I, you know, from there I was like, I, I don't, you know, it's going to be a long season. I've got a long stretch of four weeks coming up. I was like, I, I don't have the mental capacity to try to grind this out to miss the cut by six. 
Um, so it was just more of the guy, one of the guys I was playing with was playing good. Um, you know, it was just like, Hey, let's just, let's just get through the motion, go through the motions. Let's get this done. Um, you know, hit, hit, try to hit good quality shots, but you know, I'm not going to waste a lot of my energy if, if it's not good shots, I'm not going to put a lot of weight in it. I'm just going to kind of, you know, just, just try to get it done. Um, and that's kind of, sometimes I'll do that, especially if I know, you know, it's so far out, um, and you know, I've got a stretch coming up and things like that, where it's just, it's going to expend a lot of energy for me to get really focused and really try to lock in. And there was really nothing that was going to happen on the last, you know, 15 holes of the day that could have made me make it to the weekend. So, um, so that's kind of where, where I left off with that week. Uh, knowing that I'm, you know, I'm hitting it good. I'm swinging it good. I had t- uh, some really good practice afterwards, um, on what would be our Saturday and Sunday, which I guess was Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it was good to, I did a lot of like mental, you know, a lot of mental work when I was practicing and a lot of things that, you know, you just get in this, in a tournament mindset versus a money game or playing golf with your buddies or something like that. So just trying to get that zoned in and, uh, I feel like I did during the practice pretty well. Um, that was really, really needed. Yeah. We all know that tournament golf is different, whether it's professional or even amateur tournaments, when you tee it up and it counts, every shot counts, it's always a little bit different than practicing. And you went about what, two, two and a half, three months without hitting a tournament shot. You're also working without, uh, you know, your normal caddy. So now you're working with a, a local caddy or, or someone on there. How much did, you know, th- those things impact, um, you know, not having the the tournament feels, but also having a different caddy and just seeing those factors. How much did that factor in or was it not an issue at all? I was lucky. I got my caddy that I'd played with in the Bahamas last time. So uh, it, it was a guy from Jacksonville and we won that, you know, the one in Nassau together. So we, we've had some, you know, chemistry in the past and we know how to work together. Um, and, and, but yeah, so that wasn't too much of an issue. I think it's just for some reason it's the way I am and it's something I've tried to change. It's something I've tried to work on. Um, for some reason it takes me, you know, like a week or two. Uh, I've always been that way. I don't, I don't know why I don't like it. You know, I'd, I'd like to come out of the gate, you know, ready to go, but you know, I'm, I'm that racehorse that comes out of the, that comes out of the, uh, out of the gate and like almost falls on his face, but somehow still <laughs> figures out how to win by the end of the end of the race. Yeah. It's good that you know about yourself as well. It probably takes a little bit of the pressure off, even though you're disappointed just to say, okay, I've, I know this race. I know, uh, I've been, I've been here before and, and this is, this is pretty common. And now you get to, uh, you know, get some practice in, get to, to the next course. Is the, is the, is the next tournament in the same proximity in Bahamas or is it a totally different location? What's the logistics around, you know, going from last tournament to this week? It's a different Island. Um, it's, we kind of went on, like, if you look at, if you think of Nassau where that's at, um, we were first when we were South of it, then this, this one we're North of it. So it was a, it was a good 40 minute flight. Um, so it's not like a crazy, but it, it's it's basically the same kind of thing. This golf course, though, is a little bit more of a tournament golf course. Um, it's uh, it's it's a little less gimmicky, in my opinion. Um, you know, you, you you hit good shots, you get rewarded here. There's really not much of a chance for you know bad breaks or anything like that. So that's a good thing. Um, it, it's really nice here too. I mean, it's nice at the last place, but this was this is just top notch. You know, resort. This is the same island that has you know, Baker's Bay's on it, um, you know, on one of the keys of it. And it's a lot of bone fishing, a lot more tourism here than in, than in Exuma. 
Nice. And you're teeing off at 7.50 tomorrow morning, playing with Patrick Fishburne and Chase Seifert. And you're also uh, rooming this week with um, Shad Tootin, who was in contention last week uh, in the tournament, had a tough Sunday, but uh, but played really, really well. So what are some things you're looking forward to this week with uh, the guys you're playing with, with the guy you're rooming with? Um, hopefully some some good times down there on the course and off. Yeah, I love I love rooming with Shad. We've we've traveled together going back to the Lightning Tour days and um he's just he's a fun guy to be around and real relaxed and we got a lot of the same interests when it comes to food and um and different things. So he's a he's a good energy to be around. I enjoy it a lot. Love traveling with him. Um Chase Eford, I've played a a decent amount of golf with him. He's uh he's the same kind of way. He's he's got a good positive energy about him and I uh and, and I like that. He's he's got a good um good attitude and good player. Uh, Patrick and I haven't played, I don't know if we've ever really played together. Um, but we've, we're, we're kind of like, he's kind of my doppelganger or I'm his, whichever one. If you, if you look at pictures, <laughs> if you look it up, uh, it, it's kind of scary how, how much we look alike. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, even my wife says it not face on all the way, but like, you know, a little angle, it's, it's pretty similar. So, that's pretty fun because we've joked about it. We've joked about it a lot before, and now we're finally playing together. So maybe the corn fairy will kind of pick up on that and take some pictures of it. Well, I can see a little bit of that with with when he's got the hat on, and uh, yeah, I could see that. I could see a little yeah little, it, uh, resemblance there. You have to. It, you don't have to stretch it too far, but um, I mean, obviously, we're not you know twins from birth, so it, you got to you got to look at it from a little bit of a lens. But it's pretty dang close. Is he the same height? Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a, okay. He's, so we're gonna have to get it. Yeah, he's maybe fun. maybe a picture after the round. That could be fun. Maybe get a get a picture of you guys after the round. We'll throw that up on social. Yeah, that'll no, be, be, be fun. Let's go back to uh, Shad for a minute. So you know, Shad was in contention last week. You're rooming with him this week. Let's talk about you know what that's like. You'd mentioned that that was his first time in contention and had a tough day on Sunday. You've been there before. What's that like when you're playing really well? You have a tough Sunday. Um, how do you bounce back from something like that? It's, I mean, it's a huge positive just to be in that position anyway. Uh, going into a Sunday. Uh, you know, he handled it really well. He, he was in the lead, tied for the lead, back in the lead, you know, most of the day. And um, and one of the guys in front of him played pretty well. A few guys played really, really well. And, uh, you know, and he, he looked comfortable. He looked, you know, poised. Everything looked great. Uh, he, you know, just – I think he just had two of his, you know, two, two of his worst swings of the week happened – just happened to be on the 70th and 71st hole – or 69th and 70th hole of the week um, – you know, which stinks because, because that happens, you know, it, it, he has those, he has those swings on, you know, the first round and the first two holes, you know, and then all, all of a sudden this, the story's like, Oh man, you're like, you know, you came back and you did this, but it, and, and it's, but they're the same two shots. So, uh, that, that's the way, in my opinion, that's how I take it. Um, you know, you did everything you're supposed to do to get there. Um, you did everything right during the day, just two swings, that's it. And, and it's not like they're, you know, it's there. It's not like they're. Oh, I had to hit some draw around a tree to try to make it somewhere. It's like no, no. It was, it was a three wood and a two iron. Like you know, how many of those have you hit in your life? And and you you think all right, next time I'm in that position, like I, I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to hit good. You know, I'm going to put good swings on it, and I know if I do, I'll win. And I think that's the way you got to look at it. Is I will be in the position again, and when I am in that position again, I won't freak out. I know what it's. I know what it takes. I know if I would have hit one of those two shots good. I would have won. And so I think that's the, that's the way you got to look at it. Yeah. I mean, Chad definitely went into the final round with the lead, which is incredible playing really, really good and, uh, ended up losing to, um, 
uh, to Chandler Phillips, who was the only player who shot four rounds in the 60s, which on the Corn Ferry Tour is actually quite rare. A lot of times you'll have several guys who have good weeks. Sometimes the winning scores are up in the upper 20s or mid-20s. And so, you know, it shows the, the the challenge of that course and the conditions that the winning score was only 14 under on this tour. And Chad was right there with the lead heading into the final day. So um, a lot of positives for him to take away. And that's Absolutely. Cool to see. All right, so let's talk about uh, you know, this week coming up. You've got uh, one week here, and then you got a little break before you go down to Panama. What are some of your goals for this week? Do you set many goals for a week? Do you think of it that way? Do you just think about plodding along, making good shots uh, each time around? What? How do you how do you approach this week? Well, this week, like I said, I worked a uh, worked a decent amount on the mental game with the physical swing last week for those few days, and then these last couple of days getting to play on the course, I've been able to implement it a little bit. My my goal this whole week is to enter every single, like to get into every single shot with the right mindset. Um, I'm swinging it as good as I've ever hit it right now. Um, you know, on the range and when I'm on the course in a practice round, I'm hitting it just as good as I ever have. Uh, everything's, everything's as good as it's ever been. So it's just getting my mind to allow me to do it and be focused enough and have the right thoughts over the ball. Um, you know, it's it's going to be windy tomorrow, and I think then the rest of the week's going to be fine. So tomorrow is going to be more about you know get myself get myself in position in the fairway, and then you know not not necessarily pin seeking anywhere. Just get the ball in the green, give yourself a chance for birdie, and and move on. Uh, and then maybe the rest of the week when the weather calms down, there'll be chances to hit some closer shots. But it's uh, honestly. If I if I if I can just focus on each shot individually, with the right thoughts, then we should be really good. It's got to be frustrating too. I, I know the feeling of hitting it really well in the range and feeling just super comfortable over the ball, super comfortable with the club in your hand and the motion that's, uh, that you're making. But then on the golf course, it's it's hard to translate. We all kind of have those struggles as amateurs for sure. Um, it happens quite a bit. When you talk about getting mental work in, um, obviously that a lot of that was on the range. You did get some practice run in rounds in. What were you doing on the range to um, really work on your mental game? So I think that's something that all of us could really um, benefit from. Yeah, you know, like when your swings, when you feel like you're swinging it good and you know you are, sitting on the range can be really annoying because you feel like you work your way into something bad or you, you just, <laughs> you're just there too long and you get kind of bored and then that's when things happen. Um, so, you know, I had a good talk with um, the Strixon rep. He, used to, he played on tour for a while. Uh, really good player and him and I are very similar as far as we're field players we like to um, you know we like to feel our shots we like to have a one thought kind of thing uh, when we're playing and so he told me he said you know you got to get on that range and you got to you've got to start visualizing your shots and then hit each shot like you're hitting it on the golf course and you know it's things I've heard before Uh, my coach Corey would tell me the same thing um, you know, but it's just being reminded of it. Like, you know, you're in that situation and, and you don't really know which thoughts are right and which ones you should be doing. Um, you know, like, well, I'm hitting, you know, I'm hitting it well, but for some reason I shot 20 over. So like, you know, like w- what do I work on? So it, he made sense, uh, a lot of, a lot of sense with that. And I went out on the range and, and it was pretty immediate. Um, I've got a, when I'm playing my best, I've got a good feeling of, um, of what it's like at impact. And, I couldn't feel impact. And if I can't feel the bottom of the gra- bottom of the club hitting the ground, um, I, I don't really, I, I don't feel like I could steer the ball in the right direction. Uh, I don't feel like I have much control. Um, you know, when you're on the range and you're just kind of an autopilot, you don't really think about it. But then when you're on the course, like that's, 
to me, like I, my body, I feel like I can move the ball in the right direction with a certain feeling and impact. So to get to there, I had to, the tempo had to change. The grip pressure had to change. Um, and my thoughts had to be more on the target and what the ball's doing to get to that target versus what's my swing supposed to feel like. Um, and, and that's, you know, that, that's where I can get lost is, man, I really need to feel like what this swing's supposed to be. Um, you know, on the range. And then when I get on the course, I'm like, well, no, I'm supposed to do that and figure out the target and figure out, you know, what I wanted. Like, so it was just, it was just a lot going on. So simplifying all of it, getting a good vision of what we want, what I want the ball to do in the air, how I want it to land, how I want it to spin and roll. I mean, just down to the finest, like the finest details of how's it going to roll in the green to go in the hole. And if that's the only thoughts that are in my head, most of the time the ball is going to be somewhere in that area. Um, but if I'm looking at a tee shot or looking at a, you know, a seven iron on a par three, you know, pins left, bunker left of that. And all I'm thinking about is where my club's supposed to be at the top or what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, you know, with the, with the club. Well, I lose, I just see a big green area and I just hit it. And then next thing I know, like I may have hit a good swing and the ball is going in the bunker. But if in my head, I've got just a picture of the shot, I've got a picture of where it's going to land on the green, how it's going to roll down to the hole, you know, to make a hole in one, if that's my thoughts, then my body's going to react to that. And that's how, I feel like I go from tournament, you know, get into tournament mode. So that's what I'm, that's what my focus is on this week. Yeah, that's great advice. And I know when I'm on the range, if I'll take time in between each shot, like significant time, because when you're playing golf, even if you're in a cart, you're going to have a good one to two minutes between shots. And if you're walking, you might have, you know, four or five, but on the range, we're just, you know, rifling them out there. Exactly. I noticed that when I stop in between and think about getting into that shot each time, one, the, the bucket of balls that I purchased goes a lot longer, <laughs> right? But, but two, I actually get, you know, tournament feels of, Hey, this is what it's like to walk up to a shot to think about what you want to hit. And I try to go to different targets every shot. It used to be that I'd hit the same target for 10, 15 shots, but it's helped me to try to hit a different target each time, even if the same club mm-hmm. so that I can visualize a different shot. And that's been helpful for me. So, um, good to just kind of be reminded that range time can be really productive um, especially if you're hitting it well and you just want to go play, you know, to have exactly. the discipline to, to work through that. So, which is awesome. All right, let's shift gears. You're in the Bahamas and you said that you and, uh, Shad have some similar, uh, food, uh, uh um, you know, appetites in that regard. What's been good down there in the Bahamas. We got to talk food. We didn't talk food last week, so we got to talk a little food this week. What's been good down there. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, last week, uh, the food, yeah, there's a reason we really didn't talk much about it where we were, the, the restaurant on site was where we were. It was a lot of hamburgers. And I, I almost every night I had two ham, two burgers with rice. Um, so just the meat patties and then some rice. Uh, I had, I had, yeah, it's not one, much to talk about. It's a good. Point. No, I had one coconut crusted grouper. That was really good. Uh, here. Yeah. We had a, we had a dinner last night with, um, player advisory council that was sponsored by the tour. And that was one of the best steaks I've ever had in my life. So that was really good. Um, what cut? I have to ask. What what cut? What, uh, ribeye. What they offer? Cowboy cut ribeye. Okay, that's not bad. Bone in. Yeah, very good. Delicious. Nice. Oh, yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good glass of wine that came with it. Uh, it went down very nicely. So uh, that was yeah, that was good. Um, we got some food to cook while we're here too. But uh, other than that, I th- the other night I had um, some seafood uh, pasta. Uh, I didn't eat like, pasta, but I ate all the seafood I could off of it um, at, at a pro am dinner. Uh, at the golf course. Uh, so I, they, I mean, they have, I mean, we're in the Bahamas. They have amazing seafood. So it's just, it's just getting, what's, what's the seafood of choice down there. I gotta, I gotta know down here. Conch, they got a lot of, a lot of crack conch stuff. Um, 
Uh, and then they've got, let's see. Uh, I mean, they got like group, um, I think grouper maybe wrong. Uh, they've got a rail redfish that they do a lot of snapper, but they cook it whole. Uh, and one of my, one of the host families that uh, I stayed with in Illinois had come down to vacation and watch us last week. And she got a whole fish fillet and didn't know she was getting a whole fish. And she said she opened up the box and saw eyes looking at her and she about threw the box. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's when it's pretty good. I, I, I some of the best seafood that I've had is the seafood that I caught. Like I got some crab on the Oregon coast one time, caught it, threw it right into the kettle boiling with water, pulled it out. And ate, I mean, it, it was so good. some of the best I've ever had still to this day. Yeah. So, you can't beat fresh. I know. You really can't. I mean, it's hard to hard to go against that. Is there anything else in there? Some sushi or some good uh, any type of good you know Latin food or anything? What what else is down there? No, I haven't had any any of the sushi or anything yet. Um, I know one of the restaurants on the island here does have some there. I, I would love to have it. Uh, I, I I would. So I'm, I think before the end of the week we're going to go back um, go back over there and do do something like that. Uh, if not, there's going to just be. Um, some dinners up at the golf course that in the restaurants up there are, are amazing. Like I said, and they've got, uh, I've heard the tuna tacos are really good. Uh, we had some ceviche tuna and some, some, some shrimp ceviche and tuna ceviche last night. That was really good. Wow. Sounds, sounds amazing. Are you the kind of guy that like, you got an early turn early tea time tomorrow. You're going to be up early, you know, getting ready, stretching and, uh, getting the body going in the practice. You're going to be eating before the round. Do you just pop some protein bars before an early round and then eat big in the afternoon? What's your, what's your plan on that? No, I'll go ahead and eat a normal breakfast. I usually try to get up about three hours before my tea time. Um, so I'll, I'll do that. They have breakfast at the golf course tomorrow at starting at like five 30 and my tea time's not until like seven 50, I think. So um, I'll head up there. I'm only staying about five minutes away from the course and I'll be riding with a buddy who's got an earlier tea time. So I'll, I'll, I'll head up there and get some breakfast and get loose and all that. Uh, I, I, I like to eat. I, I usually wake up hungry and I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to eat. Are you going to be able to go to sleep if the Jaguars pull this off today? Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully with that four thirty tea time instead of, or four tea time, four thirty uh, kickoff instead of the eight fifteen. Yeah, I think I'll be good. I think I'll be able to to kind of get the adrenaline down by at least nine o'clock. Pop a melatonin if you need to, something like that. Right. Yeah. Get some sleep. That'll be great. That's awesome. And then um, after this, you're gonna head home for a little bit, see the family, and then heading down to Panama and Colombia for the last two of this first four. Correct. Yes. Correct. Awesome. Cool. What are you gonna do in between there? Are you gonna try to keep the competitive vibes going? Maybe play some money games back uh, at the at the club at Sawgrass? Or are you gonna shut it down for a while? What What's your plan there? Yeah, I've only got about three days really before we hit the road. I'll get back on Thursday, be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then leave. So I'll probably have one day of practice and two days of family. Um, probably do family day Friday, practice a little bit Saturday, and then do family day Sunday, and then take off. Uh, you know, do something like that. Uh, I won't play really. I've got I've got some new clubs coming in that I'm gonna check out and test out real quick, and and before I take them down. So I'll I'll, I'll just probably have one full day of practice, but uh, mm-hmm. while I'm home. Is that like new wedges? Or are you talking about some irons? Or what are you going to be putting in the bag? Yeah, I'm going to go back to a, a set. Um, go back to a kind of a setup that I had for a while on the Corn Ferry uh, with a different shaft. Um, going to be kind of mixing blades with mid cavities. And uh, the set I've got now, uh, it was really good for what I needed at the time and on the PGA. But it's uh, I think I've I've got to do a couple tweaks to it to get it 
to where it's real predictable for me. So I'm swinging it really good now. Um, and I, I just, I want to get the equipment kind of dialed back in, um, some new three woods, Taylor made new three woods look really good. I hit those while I'm here this week, but, uh, you know, they don't have a van or anything. So I they're just standard grips and all that other stuff. And I'm not going to throw one in right, right now, but I've got some stuff to, to look at and, uh, and take with me. So that's an interesting comment that you made that you're going to be getting a different shaft set up for this tour. How does the type of shaft that you use, how does that impact your play based on being on the PGA tour or being on the corn ferry? I'm curious about that. Yeah, I was having an issue on the PGA with my setup. Um, and I, and I don't really remember if it was the whole combination of shaft, um, head design and the ball I was using, but I wasn't getting enough launch and spin. So we threw some, threw some shafts in that launched a little higher, uh, went to the mid cavity heads that, um, launched a little higher with a little bit more spin. And I was able to, to hit, you know, a lot of higher shots that landed softer on the greens on the PGA tour. And most of the places we play don't have wind, you know, it's not usually windy on the PGA tour wherever we play. So that, uh, was pretty, it's pretty easy to, to make that switch. Um, but you know, kind of fast forward a little bit to whenever I, there was wind, um, Sunday 3M, a few of the events down in uh, like Dominican, um, some other things. I'd have a real hard time shaping shots and flighting the ball with any kind of wind. And that eventually, you know, the swing starts to try to take over even more to try to make it do things. Um, And it just, it, it, I feel like it was a bit of a trickle effect into the, the normal full swings. So, you know, if it was a day where the wind wasn't blowing, um, I was great. I could hit all the high shots in the world and I was hitting them, you know, real tight. Everything was great. But as soon as the wind blew, uh, I, I didn't feel like I could control the ball very well. So I believe, uh, with these, with this new shaft set up and everything, um, and with the new heads, I'll be able to still launch it with enough spin and everything, but, um, it'll be a little bit more of a, a boring flight instead of a rising flight. Um, you know, so we're going to, we're going to mess with it for a little bit and see how it works. Greens are a little softer on this tour. Uh, we play a lot more in the wind on this tour. So, uh, and that's what I used. And I had a lot of success in 2020, 2021 with it. Okay. So now my mind is just totally running. So I got another question. When you get back on the PGA tour, then would you consider having two sets of clubs or having like, how would you do that? If you go to a tournament and it's not windy and you're feeling great, but it's in the wind, you know, it's going to pick up. Would you change things out or would you just play with it? Do players think like that? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, I think I made, in my opinion, I think I made too big of a change. Um, cause I, I went, I went big difference on all of it, uh, uh, to, to really get exponential height and spin on it. And, um, as a result, I, like I said, if, if it was a perfect number, no wind, I was great. But if it wasn't, I, I still wasn't hitting it good. So I think, you know, when, when I get to that point again, the only thing I might change is instead of so the six, seven, eight, and nine being blades, I might put the mid cavities in there. So I'll have four through nine iron that way. So then they all launch just a little bit higher, you know, and keep the shafts. You know, cause the shafts got all the feel and I don't feel like with what I have now, I can get real aggressive through the ball either. I feel like it's just such a soft shaft that it's just going to throw it up in the air and, and start drawing. It's going to whip a little bit too much. Um, so that's, so I think that I think that's what I'll probably end up doing or just, you know, weaken the loft a little bit or something like that. Something to where I don't change the overall feel of the club. 
yeah, try to keep it more more centered and uh, uh, more neutral in some of the, some of that what you're trying to accomplish. You know, it's interesting. You think about um, you know golf club manufacturers; they always promote the club head. They show off the club head, how pretty it is, or whatever it is. But the truth is, the shaft is really the the most, and I think the most important part of the golf club. And a lot of times, people don't even take that into consideration. Oh, I agree. Yeah, the shaft's a huge deal. Uh, you know, they just think, man, whatever. I like the head. You know, whatever I pick up, the shaft's going to do it. Well, I mean, that, that's just not the case. They've got you know, 50 or 60 different shafts for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they all have a little bit of, and, and what's amazing to me is when you think of, you know, guys like Tiger Woods, how he could feel the difference in such a minute change. Like it's really remarkable, remarkable when you think about that, but you know, each of them just have a different feel and, uh, and how they play. And, um, so it's interesting that you, you had to go through that and mm-hmm. now you've experienced it, but, uh, maybe just one of the good learning lessons from last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, my club, the club manufacturer told me too, he said, you know, Guys that change a lot when they get out here to the PGA Tour are usually the ones that come right back. And, you know, I, I was dead set on that I needed to. And so I don't I don't think it would have mattered either way. Um, I don't think it affected me enough to, to be, you know, keeping my card or not. But, uh, you know, he's got a point. He's been out here for a long time and he's seen it. And, uh, you know, everybody said, I just don't change anything, don't change anything. And I was like, well – I need to change this, <laughs> you know, and obviously I really didn't. I just, you know, he told me, he goes, there, you know, there's going to be weeks with this firm greens and you know, on those weeks, you better be really good at chipping, you know, cause then you're going to go to another course, another week, it's going to be windy and the greens are going to be moderate and you're going to thrive. But if you go changing everything for that perfect condition, perfect day, when it's firm greens and no wind, you know, you don't, you don't find that all the time. So I, I, he, he had a great point. Yeah, it's a good point. So this change going back is really to get back to the setup that you had when you won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour and, and got to the PJ Tour, and a good lesson learned. Unfortunately, uh, had to, had to go through that, but a good lesson learned, and and uh, now you know for the next time how you want to approach it differently. So yeah, that is good news. Yep, it's awesome, man. Well, hey, listen, we're pulling for you this week. We're excited to uh, to follow you. Got to the yeah, the early tea time tomorrow, uh, seven fifty in the morning Eastern. Is it Eastern time, or are you guys one ahead of Eastern time? Uh, we are Eastern. Your Eastern time. Okay, cool. So 7.50 Eastern time. So we'll be following along and uh, looking for some good good, uh, good play. Hope you have a great time out there, especially with the group that you're playing with. I look forward to talking to you next week before you head down to Panama. Trey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And hopefully uh, we'll have the next podcast will be a celebration podcast episode. Uh, well, that too. And, 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 and then we'll either celebrate the Chiefs or the Jags. One that of the too. two. So, yeah, yeah, that too. It'll be all good. All right, Jared, have a good one, man. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, thanks. Side look at Jared Will's journey on the PGA Tour. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a comment. That will help others find the season. And until next time, hit them long and hit them straight. We'll see you soon.